0: welcome to the speakeasy sports show time to pull up a seat pour a glass and talk some ball here's your hosts daniel and john
1: morning, everybody welcome back to the speakeasy sports show i am daniel he is john so happy to have you here with us college sports and high spirits that's what this Podcast is about. That's what this episode is gonna be about. John, I am looking forward to it. How are you doing this evening, sir? Hey, I'm doing well.
0: Gonna talk about uh two of my favorite things, college basketball and whiskey. So I, I don't know how you can be how you can not be in a good mood when when you're spending time doing doing that. So
1: Yeah. I presume there are people that like record podcasts and like what about stuff that they don't enjoy, but Man, that seems like it'd be pretty, pretty miserable. No, um, and I
0: also presume that people do podcasts where they can't actually drink while they're recording, and that doesn't seem fun either.
1: Right, and th- and in this setting, it's not only encouraged; it's sort of mandatory for the <laughs> for the content to work. So, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, cheers to you! Raise a glass. Um, if you wanted to help us out, if you if you have any inkling. To do anything kind for two random guys on the internet. um, Subscribe to the channel. That would be all that we'd ask you to do. If you want to leave us a comment. Leave us a thumbs up. Hit the notification bell. All that's great. Subscribe to the channel. We would love that. And um, excited to be back again. Talking about college basketball. And um, there's a chance that by the time this episode comes up. By the time you're watching this. It could be March already. And that is... That's a special time. it's this it's it feels different. The air feels different in March because conference tournaments are right around the corner. John, and then the big one
0: the big one, and boy yeah. is it is it looking like it's gonna be big? Daniel we got some teams we got some teams that were left for dead Uh-oh. that are all of a sudden but now, no not anymore, <laughs>
1: not anymore. Um, I can't boy. ever remember being this excited about an NCAA yeah. tournament. I, yeah. I'm not, I'm, that's not even hyperbole for the sake of the pod. I'm, I'm so excited. So let's get into the tournament. Um, every week on the show leading up to the dance, we are doing attorney tasting. And so we're bringing one of our favorite pours, and we are um, comping it to one of the favorites in the NCAA tournament. And so uh, I'm going to let you go first. John, tell the people what you're sipping on this evening, and who that beverage reminds you. Of. Yeah, so we're th-
0: this is our third tourney tasting episode, and um, and I can't believe that we that it's taken us three episodes to get to this team that I'm going to talk about. But there is a reason why it's taken us three episodes. I I'm sipping on um mm. a Colonel... E.H. E. Taylor small batch. A little a little E.H. Taylor Jr. small batch. Um, Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr.
1: There he is. One of
0: the founding fathers of bourbon, the famous OFC distillery. Um, do you know where that distillery happened to be
1: located, Daniel? Oh, uh, gosh. I can't imagine to be outside the walls of the great state of Kentucky. It's the great state of Kentucky. <laughs> We're talking about Kentucky. We made it... Th- Two
0: full episodes of turning tastings without talking about Kentucky, and why did we make it that far? Because Kentucky had a stretch where they—you mentioned it on one of the on one of our recent podcasts, the the bracket reaction show—where Kentucky, you had people saying maybe John Calipari should be fired. Hang it up. I mean, you had people saying you know maybe this team. They can't play defense. You know, yeah, they're a juggernaut on the offensive end of the ball, but they can't play defense. They can't stop anybody. Kentucky has come back with a vengeance. They have roared back. Um, and this team right now is playing some of the best basketball um that they have played all year with an incredibly talented and somewhat young team peaking at the right time. Um, you got um our our guy Antonio Reeves. Still filling it up, and then you got oh, yeah. you got Shepherd, man. This kid can play. <laughs> this kid, this kid. This kid can play. Now. Um, He's he put serious. up, yeah, he put up, uh, he put up thirty two. We're recording this on a, on a Tuesday night. He put up thirty two against Mississippi State, um, cool. in in a in a win against a good Mississippi t- State team that's going to be a tournament team. So Kentucky, you know, they've done nothing but win uh, four out of their last five. They dropped a one point loss to LSU. But let me let me tell you the teams that they beat. They beat Ole Miss by twelve.
1: Mm-hmm. They beat Auburn at Auburn. Is that a good play? Is that a good place to get a win? Uh, I mean, a lot of people have probably done that this year, right? Beat Auburn at Auburn. I think Kentucky might be the only nah, one. Nobody, no nope. nobody, 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 but Kentucky. Yeah. And Kentucky held Auburn to fifty nine points, a team that was
0: getting uh, absolutely hammered, saying you know th- that they couldn't play defense, and an Auburn team that is an absolute offensive juggernaut at home, a team that mm-hmm. has put up. 100 points multiple times at home against good teams beat a South Carolina team 101 to 61 um, at home. Kentucky held them to 59 points. Uh, again, I mentioned you know they dropped the 1-point loss to LSU, but then they they beat Alabama um and they ran Alabama off of that court. It was it was a yeah, sc- yeah, yeah. incredibly high-scoring game, 117 to 95. Um but beat Alabama by 22, turned around and beat Mississippi State tonight. I'm drinking in honor of Kentucky because I think this Kentucky team is about to be incredibly dangerous in this NCAA tournament. Um, they have Arkansas and Vanderbilt, a couple of tune-up games uh, to start March, and then they get to go to Tennessee um, and see and see what you're made of in the last game of the regular season at Tennessee. Um, but I'm I'm very excited about this Kentucky team, um, and not only that, but you know it's it's if we're gonna do tourney tastings. You can't talk about whiskey and not talk about Kentucky. The board so, is wide open. So when cheers! You, yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The hardest part, you know, I had to. For me, I picked the C.H. Taylor, uh, the E H Taylor, because it. That's what I think about. I think about Buffalo Trace, and I think about E H Taylor when somebody says, "What, well, you know, if if I need the quintessential like Kentucky bourbon, those those are the two two where my mind goes immediately." So, one with the E H Taylor name?
1: All right, yeah, I I love that. I love that pick. I love Kentucky. I love the way they're playing right now. Um, I love them in the tournament. I mean, give me coaching and talent in the tournament, and a little bit of sprinkle in a little bit of, um, like try hard disrespect attitude. You know, like you can't have entitlement walking into the NCAA tournament, and I think Kentucky was ripe. Is always ripe to feel entitled. Mm-hmm. But this year they've been so disrespected that I think Cal's got that message across. And um you don't want to see this Kentucky team in your bracket. They may hang a hundred on you in the NCAA tournament and like just Nobody absolutely run that. you out of the gym. <laughs> Nobody no fan base trying to have that. Like you celebrating <laughs> a win, you made it to the tournament, you won your conference championship, and here comes Kentucky. They just putting you putting you out of your misery. You want to talk about a team that's going to put you out of your misery. Um, I am going, I'm going to the great state of Tennessee, um, John, uh, right next door to Kentucky, just its neighbor to the South. Um, And, and in the whiskey world, in the American whiskey world, Tennessee is the only state that, that, that even plays on the same field as Kentucky when it comes to, Whiskey, a lot of that is obviously because of Jack Daniels and, and such, but, um, but I'm not drinking any of that in honor of the Tennessee Volunteers. I'm going a different path. I have a, I have a Jack Daniels single barrel over there, and I've got some good I have some good stuff. Yeah, I but we can't call anything.
0: attorney tastings and pull out the, the We're not the the, to... the the number the old number seven. Old, <laughs> we're
1: not pulling out an old number seven here. All right, that ain't what we're trying to be, on this show. I think the fans have come to expect a little bit more. So I'm going to go I'm going to go with this. I'm going to bring out a rye whiskey from Utah and talk about Tennessee with it, okay? So you know the bottle I'm bringing out. This is my favorite rye whiskey that is sold in the world. Mine too. Um and it is not the most expensive. It's not even the most expensive, the double rye. It's not even the most expensive in the high west line mm-hmm. of rye whiskeys. But it's, it's nothing compared to some of these whistle pigs and the, the farm stocks and all of that stuff. Like peerless ryes and all of those things mm-hmm. that like get all these high marks and whatever. Give me a high west double rye it is the best tasting sipping rye whiskey that you can buy and so do yourself a favor it's readily available usually wherever you get um at your local liquor store and so i bought a bottle last week in the state of georgia and i paid 36 dollars for it yeah a reasonable price And you just go and you buy it and it tastes really good it almost reminds you of a time when whiskey used to be a reasonable thing, like when it used to before it absolutely got off the rails. I'm picking that pour uh, and I'm drinking that in honor of Tennessee because Tennessee to me, when I look at this. When I look at the top four seeds, when I look at the tournament bracket projections and I'm looking at the contenders and the top teams and no one's going to argue con- Tennessee's not right in there with all those contenders. Tennessee's the team that, to me, screams the loudest. I don't care if no one's picking me. I still may be the best that's out there. And that is, that's what High West is. It doesn't matter if nobody's picking it. It doesn't matter if it's not winning any awards. It doesn't matter if it doesn't cost $200 a bottle, like some of these, like the Yukon bottle or the Houston bottle or the Kansas bottle like it doesn't matter if it's not a real expensive bottle it may just be the best one out there and that's Tennessee you're talking about a team that is um, a Rick Barnes coach team and so you don't have to have me tell you that they're number two in Ken Palm defensive efficiency they are one of the most absolute second to only to Houston they are a team that will make your life a living hell on the defensive end. Uh, Vescovy is going to get under you. Zekai Ziegler is going to absolutely destroy your primary ball handler, whoever he is. Um, You know who I miss, John? Just as a... Plavsic. Plavsic. That guy. The big guy in the middle from last year. <laughs> I That was, to <laughs> me the most Rick Barnes basketball player that's ever Rick <laughs> Barnes in the history of Rick. A great Barnes. way to put that. Yeah. Um, they don't have him, but they will still um, Josiah Jordan, James, Adu on the inside. Like they've got guys on the inside that can absolutely enforce and they will just flat out guard you for 60 minutes. But you're also talking about a team that's 21st in Ken Palm offensive efficiency. And if you know anything about Tennessee basketball and Rick Barnes is coaching career that is not normal to have a rick barnes team be 21st in offensive efficiency Um, and a lot of it has to do with dalton connect yes he is an absolutely elite scorer for tennessee and he can go and get you a bucket anytime you want he's one of those guys john that that might just have a an ncaa tournament like blow up You know, Mm -hmm. like he's the kind of guy that could go for 30 a night and run his team all the way to the final four and have one of those magical NCAA tournament runs that we have seen so often um, from guys. Dalton Connect is a guy that I would watch out for in that category. And and they're just a complete basketball team right now. Like they they can get it done on both ends of the floor. and it almost doesn't matter what they're seeded. Because if you're Tennessee, I don't think you care who you match up with in the first round, who you match up with in the second round. You put, like, even if they fall as far as the four line, John, which I don't think they could fall any farther than four. Mm -mm. But even if they fall as far as the four line, I don't think Tennessee is a team that cares about matching up with a one seed in the Sweet 16. It just, the matchups don't really matter to Tennessee right. because they're going to come out and get you out of your rhythm and get underneath you defensively. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be a lot that you're going to be able to do about it. And that doesn't matter if you're UConn or if you're Duke or if you're UNC or if you're Creighton or if you're any of these other teams. I don't think Tennessee cares if they're a one seed, if they're a four seed, um it's it's going to be a fun team to watch in the NCAA tournament. They obviously had a good run last year. Um, Didn't get as far as they wanted to go. But I think this team's a legit Final Four contender.
0: Yeah, one of the best things that I heard about Tennessee with Dalton Connect, um, it, during his recruitment process when he was you know trying to figure out where he was going to go from yep. junior college or wherever it was before, he, uh, he somebody on the Tennessee staff, I don't know if it was Rick Barnes or if it was another coach, but somebody told him, said, hey, we need offense and you need defense. And I thought that was like, I heard that quote and I thought it summed it up where it's yeah, dog connect needed Needs need, needed coaching on the defensive end of the ball. Tennessee yeah. needed help on the offensive side of the ball. And you talk about a match that is, has that is just worked out perfectly. You talk about, you know, we, we're drinking whiskey. You talk about pairings, man. That couldn't yeah, be a better pairing with, with his skill set um, and what Rick Barnes... Needed for for this team, and I do think, you know, people are people are going to say a lot of things about Tennessee because of you know never making the Final Four and Rick Barnes, you know, all of that stuff, right? The the letdown at turning time. I do believe firmly that what Tennessee has been missing is a player like Dalton Connect. I I believe that Tennessee they've had good players and they've had good teams, like you laid out. They haven't had that guy. Um, and when you get in that tournament, if you're a, a def especially a more of a defensive minded defensive forward team like Rick Barnes tends to have, you've got to have that guy and uh that can just that that hopefully can get streaky for you and just turn it on. If that happens with Dalton Connect, man, Tennessee's gonna go a long way because once that dude gets gets rolling, um, there's there are very, very few college basketball players that can guard that guy and very oh, no. few teams. Yeah. Very yeah. few teams that can, that can scheme for him. And so look out, but I just, I just loved that. Uh, I just love when I heard yeah. that quote of you, you, we, we need, need offense, offense and you need defense. And uh, right. it's great.
1: And listen, we are, you mentioned we're recording this. Um, we're recording this on Tuesday. There's a good chance by the time you're watching this, Tennessee's already played against Auburn on Wednesday night, they play against Auburn. And then, on Saturday, they go to Alabama, John. <laughs> and then the following Wednesday, they go to South Carolina. That's not then, a hard place to play. And then they end the season back home against the Kentucky Wildcats that you mentioned earlier. You want to talk about a murderer's row. And so when I say falling to a four seed, like Kentucky could legitimately go one and three in the last four weeks of the season. Yeah. And. That wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world, and then they could make the final four, like that is that's who this Kentucky team is. Obviously, the SEC is very deep and Tennessee. it's very loaded. Uh, Tennessee. Sorry, yeah, that's who this Tennessee team is. Um, uh, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see Tennessee yeah. and Kentucky matching up at least once again in this regular season. maybe maybe again in the SEC tournament, who knows? Um, uh, man he is gonna- John. Yeah. I am one, Daniel.
0: One of these days we're going to, we're going to figure out a watch along or something for a, for a Tennessee Kentucky type game. Cause it would be, oh, yeah. I think we need to bring, I think we need to bring the people in at some point. We'll figure that out maybe for next, yeah. next season. No, we, man, had, we
1: absolutely should be super, yeah. super exciting. Um, yeah, we got a We got another UConn Marquette game coming up at the end of the season. We got some we got some big matchups in the big 12. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of options. Um, uh, Got a lot more college basketball to talk about as um, as you would expect. Um, hope to have you with us. Subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for all of you who are watching and listening. And we will see you guys next time.